Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Betting Pros NFL podcast brought to you by BetMGM. I'm your host, Dan Harris. You can find me on Twitter at DanHarris80. The NFL regular season is over and the playoffs are here. We've got some great storylines going. The potential end of the Patriots dynasty and with it the beginning of my ability to attend a holiday dinner with my wife's family and not want to gouge my eyes out. Perhaps the worst ever NFL team to gain a buy in the Packers. There's a lot of goodness, especially on Wild Card Weekend. With me to break it all down is Jason Logan, Senior Managing Editor for Covers. You can find him on Twitter at Covers JLo. Jason, welcome back to the show. Happy holidays, preemptive, happy new year. What's going on? Yeah, famous last words there. You're you're doubting the Patriots. I mean, I'm, I'm not kidding. They, if the, they, if, they if feed they, off your anger and they feed off your hate, if the, they, they'll come back and bite you in the ass. If they win the Super Bowl this year, I think I'm giving up football. Okay, because there's just no way. You can't lose that game with a buy on the line to the Dolphins and think that there's any sort of, you know, you could you could sit there and, and think the last couple of weeks that they've just been like, oh, well, they'll get it going when it's really time. That was the time. You needed that buy for sure. Um, and the fact that they lost that game, if they, I don't know what the odds would have to be on for me to bet them to win the Super Bowl at this point because I there's no plausible scenario where I can see it happening. Yeah, it's, it's weird too that week 17 is usually they're good in that spot regardless if they have something to play for or if they don't even when they don't have something to play for they they tend to come out and kick the snot out of whoever they're playing and it just they just did not look right and my little daughter is a Dolphins fan and, oh. um, and so we were all watching that last two minute drive and I will I will call back to the first podcast I did with you guys before the season started and we talked about AFC East and you said, what, what's your favorite over pick or what's your favorite win total pick? And I said, the Dolphins over, I believe it was four or four and a half. And, and I believe I was laughed, laughed at. And whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, There's, oh, yeah. No, 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 no. Let's just be clear. There's one thing. I'm glad you remember that podcast because the only thing I remember from that podcast is someone laughing at me for my over pick on the Bills. Um, yeah, yeah. That was like six and a half, man. Yeah. I mean, they soared over that. They did. They did. Yeah, that was that was done. Jeez, that was uh, by Halloween. You had that one wrapped yeah, up. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was not uh, quite as nervous as I'm sure you would have been uh, coming in. But anyway, we've got a lot to talk about for this weekend. Uh, Jason and I are going to be looking at the odds in the four wildcard games. And we'll also take a really brief look at some of our favorite future bets to win the AFC, the NFC and the Super Bowl. But uh, let's get started, as all good things in life do, uh, with Buffalo. Uh, Bill's here <laughs> at the Texans. Texans laying three with the over-under at 41.5. I don't know about you. This strikes me as probably the game that's going to be the least bet of the playoff games. It just doesn't really seem like the public's going to have a whole lot of interest. And I doubt anyone really wants to trust Bill O'Brien and the Texans, although you know, you've know you got J.J. Watt coming back here. It's going to more than I think the actual impact on the defense is going to be kind of a morale boost uh, for the team. Uh, but you've also got the sense that betters probably don't really trust Josh Allen and the Bills. They played tough against the Patriots and the Ravens, but they did lose. Their backups were no match for my tough Jets. So they're they're coming in on a little bit of a downturn. So what do you think here? Texans laying three with a total of 41 and a half. Yeah, the one thing with the Texans is, you know, if you look at their stats overall, not that great. But they come to play in big games and must win games they do show up. And Deshaun Watson, always a gamer. He comes to play in those big games ever since he was probably in high school. I mean, I only saw the guy playing in university. But this defense, which has been suspect too, it does tend to show up uh, when it needs to have those big win games. If you look at their schedule, they, they've come through against some some top teams. Uh, and when the pressure was on as well, too, performed very well. So I, I'm not necessarily counting out Houston here. 
I thought the line was actually going to go upwards to three and a half. So I grabbed Houston early this morning. Um, I just kind of looked at some of the big and the way it was trending. And I thought, okay, well, I'm going to be smart and get ahead of this and get, get the field goal. But now I'm seeing it come down to two and a half at some places. So I think it's either someone has a very strong opinion on Buffalo or they really want Texas, they really want the Texans under the field goal. So it might, might just kind of be a, one of those market moves where they try to push it down and then come double back now that it's moved the other way. Yeah, right. When I'm looking at the various books that are available over at bettingpros.com, you've got everybody at three except BetMGM is at three and a half and points bet is at two and a half, which, by the way, I like. I, I, I you know, the uniformity of among the books, I, I kind of like it when there are, you know, different differences in the various books here. Um, it's not that often that you'll see a, a full point, at least uh, at this point. But the VIG, to your point, has kind of been moving uh, in favor of uh the Texans a little bit here. I, I saw it earlier where, uh, you know, the VIG to take the Bills uh, at plus three was um, was uh, different than it is right now, basically suggesting that the line is moving towards the Texans. So we'll see about that. I don't I don't really – I don't know. It strikes me as three is where it's going to end up. Just, you know, I don't really – again, I don't, I don't see a lot of action on this game one way or another, um, especially with the rest of the playoff game. So – it's not a game I feel like that anybody's going to feel great about trusting anybody uh, on either side of the ball. So, except like except it? for me, except for me, who actually hit I hit the Texans again at, at minus two and a half. Oh, you did? Uh, yeah, I bet them twice, and okay. that's, that's you know that's one thing a lot of betters need to realize too is that like if you have a strong opinion about a game and you bet it, and then the line moves kind of in your favor, then why not hit it again if you still feel that way? You know, don't some people might second guess themselves and be oh what am I missing? But I feel pretty confident about Houston here. The reason I do like Houston here. Um, is their running game. And that's been the one thing that, that the Bills have struggled against. And Houston, you know, Houston has that, that those great wide receivers, uh, guys like DeAndre Halpins, but it's kind of, you know, put put this running game in the shadows. And they've been very good. Carlos Hyde has been very good. Duke Johnson's been very good. Um, eighth in yards per carry on the season. Then Deshaun Watson can also break off those big gains. And if you look at the Bills' losses, they all came when they gave up big running yards. They, they gave up a ton of yards to the Patriots. Uh, while they gave up 118 yards to Baltimore, that's actually pretty good, but 147 yards to Cleveland, 218 yards, you remember that game against the Philadelphia Eagles where they just rolled them. That's been the one kind of weakness for them. That's been the, the, uh, their Achilles heel has been stopping the run. Yeah, for sure. That's, that's where they struggle. You know, it's funny. I mean, look, Carlos Hyde did have a good season. Uh, surprisingly, he had a great but, season. Thousand, yeah. He went over a thousand yards. That was probably the most quiet thousand yard rusher of the year. I got to think. Yeah, he, but it still doesn't strike me as like, well, they've got this great ground game that they're going to be able to pound away. You know, I feel like you're playing the Titans. Okay, fine. Derrick Henry is just going to run all over them and stuff. But I, I, it doesn't strike me as the Texans are going to just be like, all right, we're just going to run it down. So it's, I'm not saying your, your pick is wrong in, in any way, shape, or form. I really don't have a good read on this game yet. But um, it, it doesn't strike me when I think about the way the game matches up as being like, well, you know, the Texans has this great ground game. So they're going to be able to... To just they, they have a consistent ground game. I, I think I'll take it. Now, you Carlo, like them. I think Carlos Hyatt is the most consistent running back. Uh, even if you look back at those days with San Francisco, the guy didn't get a whole lot of love, but he always showed up. Yeah, yeah, and they got him for for basically nothing after giving up a decent haul for Duke Johnson. And to be clear, you like it at three and a half as well, or are you basically three and lower? You like the well, I, 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 I'm, I'm, you know, it's all about getting the best of the number. And if sure. it goes to three and a half, I'm not going to bet it again. Yeah, uh, three and a half is is tricky. Um, but yeah, I liked, I liked it three. I thought it was going to move. It was more kind of a, a 
uh, play to get ahead of the market. And then I, I really like him at two and a half. I'll take them under the uh, under the field goal for sure. All right, let's move on then to the next game. Titans at the Patriots. Patriots currently laying four and a half with the total at 43 and a half. Now, this has dropped a little bit from the open. I saw it at five and a half um, mm-hmm. when it was opening, down from five also earlier. The total has ticked up a couple of points. I saw it open at 41 and a half, so it's moved a little bit here. Look, the Titans, they've looked, I mean, much more confident, obviously, with Ryan Tannehill. The defense is good enough to get by, particularly their run defense, which is very strong. Their offense has been opening it up. We know what Derrick Henry does late in the season. Uh, he wins the rushing title yesterday on that huge run. A.J. Brown has really developed with Ryan Tannehill. And meanwhile, we were talking about it. The Patriots look basically as bad as we've seen them over the last several seasons. They have one reliable wide receiver, Julian Edelman, who's banged up. Brady doesn't look the same uh, on defense. They're strong, but you just need to watch yesterday to see how beatable they are. The running game, to be fair, while not a strength all season, has been coming on a little bit here lately in recent games. And you know they like to go to James White in the playoffs. So how do you see this one? Patriots laying four and a half with the total of 43 and a half. Yeah, I, I, some of the maybe the fear, like the boogeyman's kind of lost his fear. Uh, teams aren't afraid of the Patriots anymore, and teams aren't afraid of Belichick anymore. I mean, they're figuring out this defense. He's had good success over assistance in the past, uh, but that you know that's kind of waned a bit. He had uh, Patricia did well with against the Lions against some uh, Bill O'Brien beat him this year. Flores goes ahead and beats him, and now Vrabel is not an assistant but a pupil nonetheless. And he takes on Vrabel here. Um, you know, that Tennessee run defense, one of the top in DVOA. And uh, this Patriots defense is, or offense has been really, really leaning on the run. Um, I write a bet now, bet later article. And I looked at the total on this one and it was ticking upwards. And uh, I thought, well, if you like the under in this one, uh, wait it out and see how high it can go. And it went to 44, got bought back down on the under to 43 and a half. Um, I, th- I think that's kind of where, where you got to bet that under right now. Uh, both teams have kind of been on an over tear, but I mean, if you look at both teams, the backbone is the defense. Regardless of what Tannehill has done and what Derrick Henry has done, the backbone has been the defense. That's my father calling me to tell me uh, to complain <laughs> about Shermer firing. He's a Giants fan. Oh, and he's complaining about it. Uh, yeah, I mean, he, he's, uh, although he'll be calling for Tom Coughlin to come back. Hey, is your boy still around, by the way? Is, uh, has Garrett been let go yet, or is he still around? <sighs> He's been around, like, eight years. No, oh, I know. That's what I'm long, saying. man. That I'm guy, waiting. not to not to get off on a tangent here, but the guy has, he ruined the, like, he, he, he ruined those years. He spoiled those Romo, Witten, Des Bryant, DeMarcus Ware years. Yeah. And I mean, look, we only have great we we only have four games, man. You can go off on as many tangents as you want. Um, and But, yeah, I have just been waiting for it to come across uh, – my my board here to, to tell me that Garrett's been fired and I haven't seen it yet. So. Well, they, they don't have to fire him. They can just let him expire. They could basically oh, that's true. Let him yes. on the vine, right? But the yes. problem is if, if you're waiting for that to happen, then, you know, you might miss your pick of the litter. Yeah. Who, who they're going to land. I have no idea who they're going to yeah. land. Yeah. I have no clue. Well, all right. Anyway, so look, I, you know, I'm interested to see how this game's bet, by the way, because mm-hmm. the Patriots, I mean, they've obviously, they've been one of the most public teams of the, of the last decade but i don't understand even john q public how he can look at this team and be like yeah i feel good about backing this team laying more than a field goal to your point by the way about the under i've already hit the under at 43 and a half i do like it it's going to be cold yep. uh you know i think both teams are going to you know that the patriots are not going they they're incapable of just opening it up you know on offense i think they're going to try to lean on their defense you know do what they can on the ground although the titans are tough so i do think this is a game that lends itself to the under and at 
at 43 and a half. I agree. I think that's probably about as high as it's going to get. Um, and, they I was, run, and they went run heavy last year in the playoffs too. Sony Michelle just had that massive run in the postseason. Right. Um, right. You know, that's, that's the way they went last year too. Yeah. So, so that's how I say it on the total though. I don't know. I, I, this is around where I, my guess is it'll end up, but I have no idea. You know, I ordinarily, I, I look at the game and I think the Titans can easily win this game. I mean, without mm-hmm. a doubt, but again, I, 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 I probably don't have enough in me to bet against the Patriots at home in the playoffs at this and point. Tit- so. Yeah. Titans very much a team that no one wants to play right now too. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm sure everybody uh, in the AFC was rooting for the Steelers or the Raiders to somehow make it in. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Titans are a tough team. So this will be a good game uh, as well. The next one, which is, uh, you know, we've got a lot of intriguing storylines here with the Vikings at the Saints lines holding steady here at minus eight with the total uh, at 48. That's actually been trickling up a little bit. I saw that open closer to around 46. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what the you know over under will be on the, you know, articles written about the Minnesota miracle. Uh, Whatever it is, I will take the over on it because it's going to be talked about. Right? I, so, I said, I said in my bet now, I was like the the over under on replays of the Minnesota <laughs> right. the miracle is going to be a hundred thousand. Yeah, this is a really interesting game because the Saints have been absolutely rolling lately. They might be the best team in the NFC despite not having a bye. Uh, you know, they lost Sheldon Rankins, kind of they're decimated at linebacker. I was kind of waiting for their run defense to really kind of fall off, but. It's held together relatively well. Uh, And the Mm -hmm. last thing we saw from the Minnesota starters was this disgusting performance against the Packers, right? Where they had a really big chance and they could do absolutely nothing. Now, they are probably going to get Dalvin Cook back here. This strikes me. I don't know about you. You know, I'm surprised it hasn't moved yet. This strikes me as a number that's going to move. I just see the public going after the Saints as yeah as this this numbers. this one's going to move and it's going to move quick once the Saints money comes in because they some places open seven and a half on this and they went right to eight and most okay. places open eight so they open at that dead number it allows them a lot of flexibility to really move off that so they'll move very quickly from an eight to a nine no problem it's not like moving like a six and a half to a seven and a half or anything like that right like they'll move they'll move that full point um just because it moves through the dead number chances of it landing on eight is not you know not that likely um, but like you said, I mean, everything seems to be playing into the Saints. They've outscored their last three opponents 114 to 45, just blowing through teams. Um, and then, you know, you've got that revenge angle. I think the media is going to puff it all up uh, with the way that that New Orleans was that two years ago. And then last year they had the, the blown pass interference call. So, you know, do they really need extra motivation to win a playoff game? I don't know, but they're good. They are going to build that up and like you said then they had the green bay uh game minnesota looked terrible in that one that was a must-win game a lot of people don't want to trust trust Kirk cousins here um and he was playing quite well too uh up until that last that game against uh against green bay yeah no he really was this one i mean again this is probably their only playoff game you never know with the way things are going to break down they'll obviously be on the road if they win this one in uh, the divisional round, but yeah, this one, I don't know. It just, it kind of feels like the saints that the place is going to be insane. Um, and the saints are going to go nuts. If you do like the saints, I think we're both in agreement, get them now. Um, because I doubt that this ends up at minus eight. Not that it re- again, it's a dead number. So it doesn't, it doesn't, it's, it's, it's a terrible number. I mean, uh, and I was talking to, with Patrick Everson, who's our senior writer in Las Vegas about this today. There's no, you know, there's no shame in buying down or buying up a half a point. Or, or full points you know if you want if you think like saints minus seven if you don't mind laying a little extra lumber then go get saints minus seven right now because it's gonna go in the other direction yeah that's a really uh, good point yeah really and, good. and then and then if you know if if 
if it gets up to minus nine and you're like, oh, maybe I want to get 10, then go ahead and buy buy the extra point on, on Minnesota and, and get that. Like I yeah. said, if you don't mind laying the extra lumber. Yeah, no, absolutely. We don't talk about that uh, probably as much as we should, but certainly, you know, buying points when it gets close to that key number uh, can certainly make a huge difference. So that's a good point here. Uh, let's move on to our final game, Seahawks at Eagles. This is this is a spread that's moved uh, pretty significantly. Uh, Seahawks are now minus two mm-hmm. with a total of 46. I, I thought I could be wrong. I thought I saw it open with the Eagles favored. Uh, they did. They did. Okay. They opened. They opened. Yeah, it's, it's jumped over the fence. All right, so this is a rematch of a few weeks before. Seahawks won, I believe, 17-9. Uh, the Seattle, Seattle played pretty well last night against the Niners overall, especially in the second half, but, you know, they are coming off back-to-back losses now. They're much worse in the playoffs on the road than they are at home. Eagles take care of business in the game where they were laying four and a half points to the Giants, and the sharp side really looked like it was the Giants. Uh, Miles Sanders uh, sounds like he's going to be okay here, but if you can name three healthy pass catchers on the Eagles, then you should probably quit your job and become a professional gambler because they're just completely decimated. I'm sure the public is going to continue to be all over the Seahawks in this one. So I could see it moving even more, but what do you think here? Seahawks laying two total of 46. Love the Eagles. Okay. I love the, I like the Eagles in the spot. I like them now that it's moved. I agreed with the opening number where they were a favorite and now they've moved here. Carson Wentz is, this is, I mean, the first time since we've seen uh, ever now that he's been healthy heading into the postseason, and he's playing some of his best football right now too. Uh, again, you look back at that, that that week 12 game in Philly, uh, the 17-9, terrible game. That was a bad one for Wentz, too. Two interceptions. I think he had two fumbles, too. Just a very terrible game. He was missing his three top receivers. They had some issues on the offensive line as well, too. I'm not going to put too much weight into that one. But, I mean, if you look look what he's done here recently. Last three games, a passer rating over 102. Um, and I want to say this is over his last four games. He's passed four. 1,200 yards, seven touchdowns, zero interceptions. He's playing his best football right now. Russell Wilson, for a long time, looked like he was going to be an MVP contender there with with Lamar Jackson, but his numbers have come down in December. Yeah, and, you know, they're dealing with a ton of injuries on their side, too. Obviously, all everywhere for that team, and they lost some other guys last night. So, I mean, this is both teams. I said this is kind of the – this is the Mr. Mr. Bowl. This is take those broken wings and uh, (laughs) see who can cover the one and a half. Yeah, uh, it's going to be interesting. Um, but I think, you know, again, where we are right now, it doesn't re- it's not going to move too much. But if you like the Eagles, you can probably wait. I-, I don't see it getting back to, not that it really matters that much, but I certainly don't see it getting back to the Eagles being favored. Um, but either way, this is probably around where it's going to be. And you like the Eagles, so that's interesting. I agree with you completely on Wentz. I've been so impressed with him. And it's it's great to see because there, there's been some negative talk about him just generally with the injuries and the fact that, you know, obviously Nick Foles came in and he, he's always done well when he came in. So it is good to see. But, uh, yeah, this one, uh, both teams are really banged up here. So it will be interesting to see how this one unfolds. Yeah. Uh, it's one of those games where you almost want to, if depending on your opinion, you want to start digging into like who's practicing and what the coaches are saying, and really get that locker room speak. Because once the once the injury reports start rolling out Thursday and Friday, yeah, that's where you're going to see the lines move a little more. So you want to stay ahead of those. Well, I guarantee you, P. Carroll's going to say that everybody's doing great and everybody's going to be able to play because he's very optimistic fellow. But uh, we will <laughs> see about that uh, as it as it rolls out. Before we move on, I want to tell everybody about the sponsor of today's show, BetMGM, and specifically the BetMGM Sports app. With the BetMGM Sports app, you can place a bet right from your phone. Here's all you need to do. Search for the BetMGM Sports app in your app store, download it, and sign up for an account. And when you do, you're going to want to use our promo code Harris. That is my last name. Because when you do, you're going to get a risk-free $500 bet. If you lose your first bet, BetMGM is going to refund it 
up to $500 for future wagers. And these things where you're basically given guaranteed winning bets are kind of frequent with BetMGM. This past weekend, if you placed a $1 money line bet on any of the teams in the college football playoffs to win on Saturday, then you won $200 regardless of your bet because at least one of the teams on Saturday scored a touchdown. Seriously, there are a ton of great things on the app, but you need to sign up for an account and use our promo code Harris. These winnings are paid in free bets. You must be 21 years or older, and although you can sign up and easily deposit money anywhere, you must be in the state of New Jersey to place a sports bet, and certain restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for the full list of terms and conditions, and if you've got a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, Jason, let's take a brief look at uh, the futures for the teams to win the AFC and the NFC. Uh, The big and obvious favorite in the AFC is the Ravens. They're at a ridiculous minus 110, so it's basically even money. The Chiefs are at plus 200. The Patriots are at plus 650. And then there's a pretty big drop down to the Texans at plus 2,000, the Titans at plus 2,500, the Bills at plus 2,800. We were talking about it before we started recording. Neither one of us is big into, you know, AFC or NFC or those types of futures. But do any of those numbers strike you as particularly good, particularly bad value or anything like that? I mean, at this point, the value's kind of dried up anyway. Sure. Um, but you know what? I've been big. I've been big on the Texans for most of the year. Uh, they had such a daunting schedule too. I did a weekly spot bet article and they like every second week they fell into one of these situational spots. Uh, that I believe they had the toughest schedule by by strength of schedule as well too. And yet they still prevail. And I like what they did all season. When Andrew Luck was suddenly retired for the Colts, they got aggressive and they went out and they, and they grabbed a bunch of guys knowing that this was going to be their, their best chance at one, making the playoffs, and two, maybe making a good solid push towards the Super Bowl. So I don't mind the Texans here at plus 2,000. Yeah, it's tough for me to see them ever getting by. Uh, I mean, obviously, you know, you're not expecting them to. They're at plus 2,000. It's tough for me to ever see them getting by the Ravens just with how how destroyed they were uh, against them. But, you know, I did like the Texans a lot in the preseason. I kind of look, you know, you know, I'm a notorious lover of the Buffalo Bills. Um, and I realize <laughs> that, you know, they're going to have to go on the road three times. But I do feel like, you know, they have the type of team that can win in these cold conditions they have a strong defense their run defense Mm -hmm. as you said is certainly uh you know not good and so with that it's tough to see them beating the Ravens but again they played the Patriots really really tough and they played the Ravens really really tough they were inches away from tying that game yeah that's right they had that last that last second drive there right exactly yeah them so at 2800 you know probably to the extent i had to take one who would be my favorite it might be the bills although again the titans are another team that you can see a team with a strong run defense who's really opening it up with a really good running back you know with those those you know but they're going to be on the road the entire playoffs it's really difficult to win you know three road games essentially um Mm -hmm. in the playoffs so if i was forced to choose uh one it would probably be my my favorite buffalo bills but uh i also like a little bit uh of the titans uh, on the other side, the odds are not nearly as long for any of these teams. It's much more wide open. 49ers at plus 150, Saints at plus 240, Packers at plus 400. Interesting that the Saints have shorter odds than the Packers, even though the Packers have a buy coming in. The Eagles at plus 1,200, Seahawks also at plus 1,200, and the Vikings at plus 1,600. Any of those strike your fancy? Oh, I'm surprised the Vikings are so far back. Um you know, given some of the injury concerns for the Eagles and the Seahawks, um, yeah, I'm surprised. I'm surprised the Vikings are that far back uh, off the pace, and they're a team that they're you know their defense 
the last few years has been among the best in the NFL and just kind of really didn't live up to those standards this year. Um, but they do have some dynamic receivers. They have a great rushing attack. Um, you know, if the defense can kind of pull itself together, uh, they could be a very, very dangerous team and, and long it's at 16 to one. Um, and I think I, I mean, the saints at you know, tw- what are they plus two forty. Correct. It's not bad. Two to one, I guess. Yeah. I mean, those are all, you know, for me as well, the two that kind of stuck out. Look, I, I do not expect the Vikings to be able to survive this weekend, but I, I think if they do, they could go someplace. I mean, their offense is, especially if Cook is healthy, it can be dynamic. Um, oh, it yeah. really can. And the defense, you know, again, their past defense in particular has been really suspect um, this whole year. But their run defense has remained relatively constant and strong. And I think that that's really important when you're talking about going up against teams like the Packers, even though they laid an egg in this past one, like the 49ers. Um, I do think that that's a a little more important. So I agree. And, yeah, the Saints, uh, frankly, I think the Saints are going to come out of the NFC, um, even though they're going to have to go on the road probably for two of the games. So uh, I I agree. At at plus 240, I kind of like them. But, again, like you said, most of the value has kind of been taken out of all of these. So, uh, you know, we'll have to see. But, again, if, if one, probably the Vikings. Uh, before we finish up, I want to remind everyone about our giveaway. It's a signed Michael Thomas Saints helmet. You can go to bettingpros.com slash contest for more details. But to enter, just leave a review for the show on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. Send a screenshot of that review to contest at bettingpros.com. If you've already entered a previous contest, you are automatically entered for this one. So do not be worried about that. Now, the Thomas helmet, all of our signed helmets, they come from Pristine Auction, where they offer a ton of great memorabilia with thousands of auctions every day. Just go to pristineauction.com. That's P-R-I-S-T-I-N-E auction.com. And when you go there, use our promo code BETTINGPROS, win a free $5 voucher instantly. All right, Jason, Super Bowl odds. This is what we've got. Ravens at plus 220, a remarkable favorite coming in here. Uh, The 49ers at plus 400. Chiefs at 450. Saints at 600. Packers at 1,000. Patriots at plus 1,200. Eagles at plus 2,500. Seahawks at plus 2,500. The Vikings and the Texans both at plus 3,300. The Titans at plus 5,500. And no respect to my Bills at plus 6,000. I, I will say one thing before I ask you if you like any of them is that I said at the start. That's, that's my dad again <laughs> calling about the Giants. He's so excited uh, or mad or whatever it is uh, about the Giants. Still no word on whether or not Garrett will be returning, by the way. I'm monitoring that for you, just so you know. Um, the Patriots, I said I would not, uh, you couldn't, you know, pay me to, to place a bet essentially on the Patriots. I, I lied about that. I have placed a small wager on the Pats to win the Super Bowl just because I've thought about how miserable I'm going to be if this happens. And I needed something to console myself. So for me, it was sort of worth it at that point to place a bet. But that's the only reason I don't expect it to happen. So, Jason, yeah. with those numbers, what do you think? Uh, what is it? The the bye week trend. It's uh, every Super Bowl basically has a team with a bye week in it. Either finish number one or number two. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's the current trend. I can't, I can't remember how far back it goes. But those bye weeks have been very, very vital. So that said, I mean, maybe a team like the saints, maybe they don't sneak in and you get a team like the Packers. It's Aaron Rodgers. Uh, the offense is really starting to find its, find its way. I like the Packers defense because it is kind of a, you know, all or nothing kind of defense. They really do go for broke and, and they cr- can create some, some turnovers. They can create some chaos out there that can swing games uh, at plus 1000. 
I don't know. It's okay odds. I, I have a I have a flyer from the beginning of the season on them at twenty five to one, mm-hmm. which isn't too bad. But I mean, if you got if you if you're kind of trusting that bye week trend, then maybe 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 the Packers. But I, I I think the Chiefs cannot be overlooked as well too. The Chiefs defense. I mean, they didn't play a whole lot of you know powerful offensive teams, but the defense is starting to come around. Patrick Mahomes is finally healthy. Um, they went on that tear to be to at the end of the season as well, and then Arrowhead is just a tough place to go. So I mean, as long as as long as they can keep home field uh, through the AFC Championship game, they should be all right. Yeah, you're gonna need someone to knock off the Ravens for that to happen, and that that's gonna be tough. But I do. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not full on the Ravens. Yeah, I no, I, I, I look, I, I like the Chiefs as well at plus four fifty. I really think that they're on the verge now. They did sustain um some injuries yesterday on defense. All these teams, frankly, look like they didn't really get through week seventeen unscathed. Um, but at plus four fifty, I do like them as well. I really think they're a scary team. I'm glad that they got the bye, so they can at least rest up a little bit, get a little healthy, and again, having that game in Arrowhead. Uh, is tough. It's a good point about the Packers, by the way, because I did sort of poo-poo them a little bit. And yeah, they are not a very good team at the moment. I, I, you know, their defense, which started out really strong, has yeah. really fallen off as the season went along. But again, Aaron Rodgers, you know, as much as he, you know, he, he's, he misses. I'll say he misses a few more throws than I think that we've seen. But he still makes. You watch the game. Every game, he makes three or four throws. They they makes. went down to Detroit uh, on Sunday, and I instantly live bet them. Uh, money line to win and yeah. sure enough they came back and win the game no absolutely i mean i love it was never never in doubt it was just like it's gonna happen it's gonna right. happen sooner or later now i did love the lions getting 12 and a half in that game but yes of course you, know, <laughs> you knew they were going to come back and he's still you know one of if you know the best quarterbacks uh in the game at this point even if he's lost a little bit of a step so yeah you know a plus uh, a thousand given those odds yeah. i don't hate the, that either. The, the futures market that i do like to play or maybe has a little added value is those possible matchups yeah. And I think those those almost put you at least when you get to the AFC Championship game if if you've called a couple of those okay um it puts you in kind of a head situation. Mm-hmm. Uh when it comes to those those championship games. So if you do have uh if you do have kind of both teams or maybe one of those teams already in on that championship Sunday and then you're waiting for that other team to come in. I I always like those kind of setting myself up for for those head situations. As always, Jason, you think outside the box and you have value, and I love it. That's why I love having you on. But that is it for today's show. Uh, I really, really appreciate you coming back on. Uh, remind everybody where they can find more of you and your work. Sure. Well, I mean, you go to covers.com, and you can find just about everything for the NFL playoffs as well as uh, the remaining bowl season, and then everyone's going to swing their attention to NBA and college basketball as well, too. Uh, you can follow us at Covers on Twitter, and then for me, you can follow me on Twitter at CoversJLo. And, uh, yeah, we're just going to motor here. I can't believe that we're into the postseason already. This is bonkers. It's really crazy how fast it goes. And I feel like I say that every season. But this season in particular felt like it was just ludicrous speed. Just going yeah, abs- way, too, way too fast. Yeah. All right, man. We'll stay uh, safe and warm. We're both dealing with the ice. <laughs> and uh, enjoy yeah. the uh, pillow forts that your kids are making. Uh, I'm going to have to make them pretty big. Here, so. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thanks again. there. Yeah, thanks again to the sponsor of today's show, BetMGM. Remember to download the BetMGM Sports app. Use the promo code Harris to get your risk-free first wager of up to $500. And don't forget to rate and review the podcast. Send a screenshot of the review to contest at bettingpros.com for your chance to win a signed Michael Thomas helmet. We'll be back later this week giving some of our best bets for the wildcard weekend. I'll talk to you then. 